Live inside Twin Peaks for Monday Night Football, it's Cofield and Company. Here, Cofield and Company on this Monday from Twin Peaks. Counting you down, Colts and Chargers coming up tonight. A big one for the Chargers in the AFC West. They could clinch a playoff spot. Of course, if they lose, there's a uptick, a very slight uptick in that percentage for the Raiders, which right now is about 1.8%, could drop to 0.9% with a Chargers victory tonight. But the Dolphins having their issues is actually somewhat interesting in terms of what the uh, the Raiders want to do here for the rest of the season. Uh, any chance now? I mean, it was it's been like this for two weeks, but any chance involves involves them winning out for sure. I did see a uh, a crazy scenario where like nine teams could tie at eight and nine, and the Raiders would actually get in under that scenario. Uh, that with the seven C, they could potentially play either Buffalo or Kansas City, which would be just so much fun for all of us to go try to cover one of those teams in the middle of January. Uh, but a lot going on uh, with the Raiders and the Chargers tonight uh, as they take on the Colts, trying to uh, clinch that playoff spot. Uh, will the Chargers three straight 300-yard games for Justin Herbert? He puts that on the line against the Colts team tonight that is uh, reeling after their historic loss last week. I was just going to make mention. No. Well, the Raiders and the whole NFL is really confusing this entire season. I was just going to make mention not to forget to come down here and join me after the show, 5 to 7. Got some giveaways, um, including Adam. Going to give away two tickets to Iggy Pop with special guests. It's in April at the Palms. Um we're going to get, give away the tickets closer to the show. We're going to give them away tonight in a drawing if you get down here to Twin Peaks. And then the tickets will be uh, sent to you via Ticketmaster app as the show draws closer. Also, I brought in some Las Vegas bowl gear that I'm going to wow. give out to a couple of raffle winners. That's and big. Then, and we also got this uh, voucher for the outrageous musical comedy Christmas in hell so come on down join me afterwards all the great specials food drink specials and of course the scenery twin peaks five to seven watch party chargers and colts there you go well you just mentioned that wonderful uh sounds like satirical musical comedy christmas in hell yes how was your holiday it was good it was it was somewhat relaxed you know um it's a little different when you're alone um it's kind of nice. It's just kind of quiet, subdued. Um, the day before Christmas, went over some friends and had, had a little brunch, just relaxed. We watched a little football and then um, went home and watched the Raiders. Actually, I watched the Steelers. And then yesterday, uh, had breakfast at Mom's and then uh, afterwards cleaned up. And then we went to some old friends of my mom's that have known, we've known since the 70s. Relaxed. Jordan came by. And then today before the show, hung out with Jordan and his lady and her family. Um, so over the course of three days, but it was, but it's not like a big to-do. Actually, um, 
Jordan's lady's son. Uh, you know, that was the big deal because, you know, he's still young and hyped up about Christmas. So opening gifts. And he is a Giannis fanatic. <laughs> so he loves the NBA, loves sports, and I got a kick. I got a kick out of Like, I got Jordan some cool stuff. He got me some cool stuff. Um, but buying for her son was cool because it was getting to buy for a kid again. To, and, and I haven't had that for years. So that was kind of neat. And, and also got some cool stuff, you know, in our in our walk of life, right? We get gifts when we go to certain events or they leave it at your seat. The bowl game, Golden Knights sometimes from the preseason, we get stuff with the handout. I always save that to give to people. So giving him a bunch of stuff, um, his eyes lit up, and then they got him some cool fashion stuff. Uh, I will say that uh, Jordan hooked me up with some Burberry shoes. Wow. Yeah. Pretty good. Pretty dope. Pretty solid. That's it. <laughs> good to know. I I feel like this is the year I finally convinced everyone, like, do not. Yeah. Do not. Yeah. I had one jerk friend hmm. give me a gift, but that was more of a, a funny thing hmm. uh, based on experience that we had this year. So uh, that was cool. You, I, was go- I was good. You know that, like, I'll, you know randomly throughout the year being – when, when we And I'm not about to go serious on us, but, you know, like I get into these mental health spurts and I'll send check-ins or I send little text messages to check on people. So I scripted out a, a, a Christmas, little Christmas text, and I sent it to handfuls of people. I got to your name and I purposely said, I would appreciate it more if I just didn't even send this and just checked yeah. in with them tomorrow. Yeah, I don't acknowledge yeah. that yeah. there's yeah. a holiday. Holidays right. are yeah. dumb. Yeah, so very very I feel dumb you concept. Should, I feel you should appreciate that I ignored you yesterday. I do appreciate that. Yeah. It's it, it, it me more than ever. First of all, gifts are very stupid because all you're doing, if, if, unless for, for kids, as you mentioned, for kids, right. cool. Right. Right. For other adults or for people, even even family members that are adults, all you're doing is saying, "Here, here's something. What are you getting me?" You're giving them an, like an ultimatum to get you something. Right. Or you want to have something up on them. Like, oh, I got you something. You didn't give me anything. What are you going to do now? Like, you want to have something on them. Like, that's all gifts are. You think? And so, yes. And, and I, so, but, 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 but let me just interject real quick. You don't have kids, so you don't know. Like, I feel like. I feel I, kids are different. They're, I, they're, they're no, exempted. no, no. But I'm saying, like, Jordan's 26. He's not a kid. But I feel like this year it made, it made him feel proud that he was able to walk into Neiman Marcus and purchase a pair of Burberry shoes for his dad. Like, he's never been able to buy me a gift like that, ever. So for him, he didn't do it to one-up me or to say, okay, now what are you going to do me? I'm not, criticize- I'm not taking a shot at him. That's not what I'm saying. No, I, I know it, you're not. So but basically you're what you're saying is a gift is a good way for you to be like, look how, <laughs> look what I did this year. I'm successful. Like that, that, and that's, that shouldn't happen. You know what, you know what I would do? Uh, if I saw something that would be cool for somebody on a Tuesday in – in June, you just get it for him. Yeah, and he's done that too. Like he, like <laughs> right, earlier this right. year, he told me, "Will you get over here to the perfect gym, please? Get down here." I got so he's been he was holding on to, and he had some Burberry shades just to give them to me. And I also, so, it, it struck me more than ever this year too of, uh, like you mostly I just watch football, but I stopped by at a couple of friends. First of all, I had a group uh, on Christmas Eve watching games was awesome. Yeah, and then hung out with some people on uh, Sunday on Christmas. Just kind of some friends hung hung around, had a great time. And it, it struck me once again, as always, why is this done on holidays? What you know you know what you know what'd be cool to hang out and do that on a Saturday yes, in November. Right, right. And right. why do why do we do this? No, I understand. It makes zero I, sense. I one hundred percent get what you're saying. I get the whole I, I actually do get the you know 
give something to somebody just to give it to them. You don't. It's it's like when I say randomly checking in with people when I send my little mental health text to check in with people. I don't. I do. I or, or just to say, hey, I was thinking about you, checking in on you because it's Thursday, not because it's checking in on a friend day or National yeah. Mental Health Day. Or it's like I've always said, uh, Suicide Prevention Month. Why do we have to have a month? We should be. We should always be talking about sure. that. So I get it. I get where sure. you're coming from. Um, and then, you know, without fail, every time that happens where you hang out with people, like on a holiday, they'll say, you know, we should do this more. Yeah. No, yes, do whatever you want. And nobody does. Nobody does. Nobody do does. whatever you want. You don't or, need a holiday to tell you that. Or not to turn it not to turn it morbid, but when someone dies. And then you see a bunch of people like, for instance, let's say a bunch of people from Silverado in a shocking death. And then you go and you're there and then you go, man, I haven't seen you so long. Yeah, we, you know what? That's why we should be, get, that's why we should get together. We should be getting together to celebrate one another and hang out with one another. Not when we die, but when we're still alive. And then nobody ever does it. No, no. And then you need a holiday to tell you, oh, it'd be nice to people today. It's just, it's just, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Uh, why ridiculous. are we only thankful on one day of the year and not sense. the other 364 days? So we should only be thankful on Thanksgiving. It's, it's also why. Why are you eating? And I do this with Cofield all the time. He who claims to love corned beef and cabbage, just and he eats it every year on on St. Patrick's Day. Yes. If you loved it, you'd eat it on a Tuesday yeah. in November. Yeah. What I, are you talking? I about? I just made a nice cabbage soup the other day. So I, I combo awful. I comboed it with cabbage soup with uh, with meat in, in an albondigas style. So I made meatballs with cabbage soup. Uh, the other thing we do is hey, it's the end of the year. Let's do end of the year lists. Yes. What was the best story of 2022 in sports in Las Vegas? What do you got? Aces. Las Vegas Aces. Okay. I mean, that's what, – what else is there? I, I, I think there's zero question that that's not true. Okay. The announcement that Las Vegas is getting a Final Four is so much bigger. Yeah. Not even close. Yeah. And I, I'm somebody who loves the Aces. Well, no, that's true. I, not, not, no, he's not, not slamming the Aces. But here's the thing. I, I get it, but Adam, let me ask you this: If they announced that we're getting the national championship in whatever year, okay, well, we knew it was coming. I mean, it's all these announcements are inevitable. We know that they're coming. Uh, this, I'll tell you that this is not. So, we they announced we're getting the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. If the Raiders would have won the Super Bowl that year, would not have compared to the announcement that we are getting the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. The announcement of getting a Super Bowl in Las Vegas is so much bigger than actually winning a title. Are you, do you think that the announcement that we're getting the Final Four is big because of how hated Vegas was and Tark was with the NC2A? Is that why you think it's sure. bigger? Okay, Sure. I can could, I could see and, that. And just the, the, the sports world in general, like events coming here are bigger than actually winning a title in a sport. They just are. It's so much bigger for the city, for everyone. It's a bigger story. Uh, on that level where NC2A I, I hate F1. Yeah, hate it. Well, you I, I hate think, it. You just, yes, you, oh, I hate it. I hate racing it. in general. I hate that it's a thing. It, it makes zero sense. It's a dumb thing. You but I will NASCAR? say, the, oh yeah, I it, will it, say it, F1, all, all of it. I I will say F one yeah. being here would be bigger. Maybe not than a Super Bowl. Yeah. Well, maybe. Yeah. A World maybe Cup bigger would, than World the, Cup would probably be bigger. Oh, of course. That's not even close. Right. Yeah, I will say. If the Raiders were to win the Super Bowl this year, getting F1 here, as much as I hate it and much as I love the NFL, getting F1 here is bigger than the Raiders potentially winning a Super Bowl. It just is. On the grand scheme of things, what matters more, all the, th those things matter. And actually winning titles doesn't, which is crazy.
Well, so this is not a shot at the Aces, but no, the no, Aces no, no, being no, number no. one story is just not the. I don't not think true. I didn't think that it was a shot at the Aces. I, I just didn't think of it like NC two A, the hatred it had for this town, the hatred it had for Tark, and now all of a sudden it's coming the hypocrisy. What I was thinking more of is that all these announcements now are inevitable because everything's going to come here at of some course. point. So it's Everything. like it's, it's just not a surprise anymore. So we'll, we'll get more of this throughout the week. What are the biggest stories of the year? What matters to the city of Las Vegas going forward that has happened? Uh, we will uh, continue. Uh, lots of discussions about the Raiders as well and what is going on with them as they try to wrap up this year. Uh, when we come back, good friend of the show, good friend of Willie, Frank Hawkins joins us. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve Cofield and at Willie G. Ramirez or tweet the show at Cofield and Co. Pick it out of the gun. Snap. Back to pass. Throwing over the middle. Open receiver. Touchdown, Pittsburgh. George Pickens caught it between a pair of Raiders. And for the first time tonight, Las Vegas trails. It's 12-10 Pittsburgh with 40 seconds to go. You're listening to Cofield and Company live at Twin Peaks. Back here at Twin Peaks, Adam Hill and Willie Ramirez in today, getting ready for Chargers and Colts tonight. And we want to talk to a good friend of the show, Frank Hawkins, a college football Hall of Famer, former Raider, a very impactful member of the Las Vegas community for sure. Uh, Mr. Hawkins, how are you today? I'm wonderful, Willie. How you doing, brother? <laughs> well, that was Adam, but this is Willie. And oh, Adam, say, I'm so sorry. Former Western warrior. From the old school, Frank Hawkins. There you go. Yeah. So, well, first of all, I mentioned uh, College Football Hall of Famer. I didn't mention it at the school for a reason. It's some school up north that I don't acknowledge, but uh, always, always good to talk to you anyway. Uh, but you were, you know, as a former Raider and certainly somebody who uh, still keeps up and, and uh, a big member of our community here, what were your thoughts watching the season essentially come to an end on Saturday with the Raiders losing to the Steelers? Well, I sort of see it in a different way. As far as I'm concerned, their season was over four or five weeks ago. <laughs> okay. I mean, I mean, it's, it's – I, I hate watching, you know, the Raiders self-destruct, but, you, you know, they've developed a, a culture of losing. Um when and, and, you know, the Raiders are notorious for playing close games, you know, that's part of their history. But in most of those close games, they win. Uh, I, it's, 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 it's really discouraging uh, to watch. And you can just feel the anxiety and, and the pressure starts to build the closer it gets to the, to the end of the game. Even though last weekend everybody was happy because they pulled that game out or we thank the, the guy for running the wrong way and throwing the ball to his old teammate so the Raiders could score. We appreciate that. Um, but, yeah, it's it's difficult to watch and even harder to try to uh, contemplate and, and figure out and understand and to see where and how, you know, the Raiders go from here. You look at the positions, they got great talent at uh, most of the positions, especially at the skill positions. They don't. Obviously, uh, that offensive line is nothing like it played in preseason. Uh, some of the same people, 
Uh, I mean, Carr is not having a good year. He might have a good n- year with his numbers, but he's not having a good year as uh, a quarterback and as a leader. Uh, so, and you know, the coaching, there's, you know, there's no excitement on the sideline and no excitement from the coaching staff. Uh, you know, I did notice in the last two weeks when a guy gets an interception or a touchdown at least or a sack, at least now four or five people are running around and congratulating when before it was just one guy running around congratulating himself, running away from his teammates. So, you know, they got a lot of issues, uh, and uh, it's going to be a short off offseason. Um, and they, they got to make a lot of changes, and they don't have a lot to work with. And I would suspect they got even fewer dollars to work with, so they might be stuck in the same position, which does not bode well for next year if, you know, you got the same people with the same attitudes and the same culture. Frank, I want to read a quote to you. We need old-school Raiders toughness, that 100% smash-mouth attitude, here-to-take-no-prisoners mindset on both sides of the ball. They have to be so physical that at the end of the game, Win or lose, the other team won't want to play the Raiders again. That said by you a couple of months ago when you visited our radio show on Saturday, Throw the Flag, did you ever see the Raiders establish that old-school, nasty, gritty, filthy Raiders toughness? Uh, I saw a glimpse of it in one of the games. Um, let, Let me add to my quote. What else the Raiders need and could use? And I know there are a ton of retired alumni, guys walking around with Super Bowl rings, that would love to be able to go to, now this may be not possible because of the NFL, but when Al Davis was around, uh, he would have the older, the retired guys come in. They could stand on the sideline. They could be at practice. They would for sure be at the games. They would give you know, little pep talks, and I don't see any of that. And I I know that the, it's a new house, it's it's a it's a new city, it's a new stadium. Uh, but that that is a tradition that gave the Raiders an edge, where they would have those old heroes, superheroes, retired players, Hall of Famers on the sideline giving you advice, telling, hey, when I played against that guy, he does this. If you look. And watch this. This will give you an advantage. Look, catch the ball this way. And because I played in this stadium, the wind's going to blow. All of that, none of that. They get no benefit from all of the retired players that have all of that history that they would love to share with the younger guys. Now they're just going to die with it. And that's that has not been the right away. So a lot of talk today about Derek Carr and his future. Uh, do you think it, he's run his course here in Las Vegas, or, or do changes need to be made everywhere, including at the quarterback position? Well, you know, I, I have been a Derek Carr uh, fan and supporter, and I've always said Derek Carr is going to score you 24, 25 points a game. If you just don't, don't force him out of his element, if they give him uh, a, a, a little half a banana to work in, as long as he can move forward – take a couple steps forward, he's going to be great. We don't expect him to run the ball. We don't expect him to outrun defensive ends and run away from anybody. We just do not want people to collapse the pocket, especially at the center and the guard position. 
That's exactly what's happening. They're getting beat around the corner. They're getting beat up the middle. They're getting pushed back into the quarterback, and that is not his game. He needs to be able to take a couple steps forward, throw the ball. Um, yeah, I, it's, you know, because I support him and I believe and I know he's a good quarterback, but it just might be time for him to find a new team uh, because I don't see if, if the Raiders keep going like they're going and it's virtually not exactly the same team, but a lot of the same components, uh, what a difference a year makes, right? What a difference four or five games make from last year. Uh, it starts. It makes you want to, you know, question everything from the top down, which is always the way it works in in business and in America and in the National Football League. It starts at the top. Frank, uh, we mentioned Frank Hawkins joining us, uh, former running back for the Raiders, and uh, you know a lot of talk this weekend about Franco Harris and, and his passing. And I know uh, you're a, Ra- a Raider through and through. The Steelers were the arch rival, but what did what did Franco Harris mean to guys of your generation and guys who wanted to be running backs in the NFL? Man, he was a stud. <laughs> the guy, the guy didn't say too much, but he let his play, his athleticism, his physical uh, running ability, his power, his size, do all the talking for him. Uh, he was a beloved guy. You know, of course, when the, when the immaculate uh, conception. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, yeah, that that's one of you know things he'll be remembered for in the history of of the Raider Pittsburgh Steeler uh you know playoff games and and games in general but but Franco was he was a quiet gentleman he was the kind of guy that you wanted to play with never heard a bad word about him a family man just a good overall person Frank we really appreciate your time what do you got going over at the Nevada Wellness Center by the way Oh man you know we just selling weed <laughs> Hey, hey, we we got specials going on. Tell the folks, come on by and see us at 3200 South Valley View, Nevada Wellness Center. You can go look at us online, check out the prices, all the specials at www.nevadawellnesscenters.com. I appreciate you letting me do that, man. Of course, one of the very first ones that uh, to uh, to to be on board when when it was legalized here in the state of Nevada, and of course, you know. Uh, did a yeah. lot in Ward One in the old school as a city councilman. Right. So we all and yeah. this year we really appreciate you being a presence on Lotus Broadcasting and coming across the shows here with Cofield and Company and Throw the Flag. So once again, 1984 Super Bowl champion, former Raider, former Western Warrior, and whatever that other school is up north. Frank Hawkins, thanks for joining. University of Nevada, where we graduate Easy. our athletes. Uh, let's not forget when you went there, it was UNR, and it still is in some circles. Frank Hawkins joining the show. We appreciate you. Always, man. Thank you. Thanks, man. Great stuff from Frank, as always. We'll continue. Kofi the Company from Twin Peaks on the Monday. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve Cofield and at Adam Hill LVRJ. Or tweet the show at Cofield and Co. Shaking in the hog and, and the Broncos and those are the big horsey uh, players. Oh, there's Russ Wilson. Oh, no! That's called uh, an, an interception. That's close. Bobby Wagner. That's not what he wanted to cook. 
Gaming at Twin Peaks for Monday Night Football. It's Cofield and Company. It is Cofield and Company here on this Monday. Adam Hill, Will Mayor is here at Twin Peaks. Uh, there's a story going on right now in another part of the country that fascinates me. And it fascinates me because it's probably not something exactly that could happen in Las Vegas. But there could be something similar that could take place and put us in the same situation. And it's something we didn't necessarily have to worry about when we didn't have professional sports here. But maybe now it could potentially be something that we would have to look at. I don't know. I don't even know how specifically it would come up. But let me get you the story. And you could make your own determinations. Uh, Western New York, specifically the Buffalo region, and not really the city of Buffalo. People don't, um, I I think people have a a tough time comprehending that region and the fact that where the Bills play is not in the city of Buffalo. It's actually out in the suburbs where all my family lives, literally within walking distance of the stadium. So I, you know, obviously understand a lot of these issues. The city of Buffalo is actually somewhat okay right now. A lot of snow, but not crippling to the region. Out where the stadium is, where the players live, where my family lives, Hamburg, Orchard Park, that area uh, of western New York, it is awful right now weather-wise. Awful. The airport is almost essentially closed down, and that's on the other side of the city. But out in that part of the of town, uh Roads are essentially impassable. You can't do anything. You're stuck in your house. If you've seen some of the videos, I have, I have pictures and videos from my uh, cousins and some aunts and uncles, and it's you're, you can't drive your car because you can't find your car. If your car is parked in your driveway, it's buried. It's gone. The roads are impassable. They can't even plow them enough. You can't go anywhere. So there is an order in place, and it's, of course, the Christmas holiday. There's an order in place that you can't drive. Unless you are on the very, very high list of essential workers, which would be ambulance, EMT, hospital people, um, grocery store workers they're trying to allow to go in. But essentially, all travel is banned. You couldn't go visit your kids, your grandma and grandpa, your aunt and uncle. You couldn't have Christmas. It's canceled. I got a text from uh, my stepsister, who's in... The Depew, Cheektowaga area. Sure. She said, there's no snow coming down, but look at these pictures. It was the drifts. Yeah. So the wind is not helping either. No. It's just making things worse. And obviously emergency vehicles having a very difficult time. Anybody that's on the road makes it worse, and that's why you can't drive. And so essentially families were not allowed to go say, hey, look, grandma lives two miles away. We're going to go visit her for, for Christmas. No, you can't. And that's for everyone's safety. And and I get it. I understand why it's in place. And it's, you know, it sucks. You have to maybe push back your holiday a couple of days. Um, it's terrible. But there was an exception. The Bills were allowed to drive. Bills landed at the airport. Oh, players, hey, go ahead, drive home. No worries. All good. Did they clear the path specifically for them? Oh, they cleared. Mm. Sure. But you can't have Christmas with your family. The Bills can go home. They did. Bills could. Yeah. And I've seen, I know what that team means to that community. It's it's unhealthy. Uh, 
I've seen it firsthand, of course, you know, being around that environment and that community for a long, long time. Uh, there are people that are upset. There's also people that are firing back and saying, hey, it's the Bills. They're good. What? We have Major League Sports in this town now. We don't have snow, but we could have a natural disaster. We could have potentially, what, an flood? earthquake, flood? a flood. Yeah. We could have something really bad. Do you, as citizens of Las Vegas, as, as residents of this southern Nevada community, if we were in a situation where roads were impassable and it was not safe for us to be on the roads and we had to cancel everything, you cool with the Raiders, the Golden Knights, the Aces getting a special pass? Is that cool with you? I don't know that it would be cool with me. I don't know how I would feel about it. We haven't had to deal with it, but it's something to ponder now that we are an area with Major League Sports. Well, it goes a little bit beyond because how did you know about this? Aside, if, if you didn't have your family, how do we know about this? Well, media? The, sure, but so, there's so, two. So here's the other part of this. There was a couple weeks ago. There was another situation like this when they had to go to Detroit and they had to go play the Lions and it wasn't quite the same. There was a lot of restrictions in place. It wasn't the full out ban on driving that there is now. But not only did the Bills get to go and leave for Detroit and go play a game there, but they made these over the top crazy hype videos about look how baller we are fighting through the snow and getting working our way to Detroit. That's not quite a great example for, hey, look, members of the community, let's stay safe and let's protect each other by staying home. Well, wait a minute. Let me think. Let's just go back to the other day when they hosted the Dolphins. You're saying that Christmas there were restrictions. Yeah. Wasn't the game the day before? Well, they played played on the road. Oh, this was a week ago. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah, they played. Yeah, uh, they yeah. played in Chicago. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they're in I'm Chicago. Still, I'm still. You know what it is? I'm still picturing, and it was probably because I thought Buffalo was going to cover that day, and couldn't believe that Miami went up and uh, <laughs> cover. But what would they have done if they're given? So let's just put it. Let's just let's just pretend that they played at home. What would they have done if they're allowing the Bills to to get where they need to be? Would they have allowed a crowd in the stadium? Would they have Would they have canceled the game? What would they have done? They did move the game. To Detroit sure. against uh, Cleveland, yeah. right? And then and then they came home and went back to Detroit to play the Lions. But because they made special treatment or they gave special treatment to the Bills in allowing them to get home, um, what would they have done if they let them play? Would they have said, but you guys can't go to the game? Yeah. Well, they would never do that because it would cost them money. And exactly. That's not how they exactly. would Exactly. Right. Uh, but, yeah, I think it's a, it's a fair debate to have, and I've seen the debate there, and I – I'm not even necessarily fully taking the side of people that say, "Hey, let them do what they want; they're good." Which uh, that's one of the that's one of the responses, by the way. Like, if the team wasn't good right now, you wouldn't want that. Like, it wouldn't be the same for you. That's very weird to act that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. The, the the rationale in terms of in this topic, in whether or not the team is good or bad, is to me is a little off. It's very off, but that's how they are. Yeah. So. I'm not surprised by it. I knew when I saw some of the reaction and then I saw the fans fighting back, I knew exactly where the fans were going to go for the most part. Uh, but you also have to remember there are people in the city that are not fans. Not many there. It's crazy. But uh, there are people that aren't fans, like that don't care, that had to not go see, you know, for the benefit of everyone, not see their families on, on Christmas. 
and yet they don't care about football. So why? how are they supposed to feel? So a lot to unpack there and a lot to think about potentially if something like that were to happen here in Las Vegas. How would you respond if you couldn't visit your family but the team got clearance and special permission to go out on the streets? A, uh, a developing situation there in Buffalo that I think is just now starting to hit the surface a little bit uh, with what's going on there. We'll come back, continue to talk some more NFL what is going to go on in Denver and some other places this offseason with the ever-changing landscape in the NFL and the coaching circles? Shereen Williams from PFT joins us. Get over to Twin Peaks in Henderson for Monday Night Football. Awesome food and drink specials. Plus, Cofield and Company's Willie Ramirez will have plenty of great prizes you can win. It's Monday Night Football at Twin Peaks in Henderson. Awesome job, awesome job. Ran really hard, was on a mission. Um, ran through on tackles, ran hard, uh, caught the ball well, pass protected well. Um, so this team has a lot of resiliency, we fight hard. Seven and eight, you know, it's not where we want to be, but got a chance to you know, championship game next week. You're listening to Cofield and Company, live at Twin Peaks. It is Cofield and Company, Adam Hill, Willie Ramirez in for Steve Cofield today, getting you ready for Colts and Chargers here at Twin Peaks in Henderson. Games on all the time, but of course Monday Night Football is when we are down here. You can come here anytime, though. It doesn't have to be when we're here and hanging out with us, uh, but we want to get into a lot of what's going on in the NFL. So much news already, uh, as there is each and every week in the NFL. Tareen Williams from Pro Football Talk joins us on the program. How you doing? Hi, Adam. Hi, Willie. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. All those things. All, that's, all that stuff. Uh, maybe not for Nathaniel Hackett, though. Tough day. <laughs> He's gone. Not surprising, I guess, but you know, after the, uh, after the embarrassment of yesterday, they couldn't let this go on for two more weeks. What's next for Denver? Oh, boy. I mean, they're <laughs> locked in on that, on that Russell Wilson contract. So they've got to find some coach who will take on the project of resurrecting the career of Russell Wilson if, if that's possible. And, <laughs> you know, if it's not possible, then I think you're going to have a hard time finding the head coach probably that you want. You're going to maybe have to settle for somebody. But you would think somebody who's worked with Russell Wilson in the past, uh, Dane Quinn, now he was on the defensive side of the ball, but, but he was there in Seattle as, as a guy, you know, you might possibly look at as, as a potential for that team. But, you know, it's going to be real interesting to see, A, who interviews or turns down interviews for that job, and, and B, um, who ends up taking the job, whether some people turn down that job. Um, you know, you look at a guy like Sean Payton, who's probably going to have a lot of options elsewhere, and that wouldn't be a job I would think that, that you would want, considering what the cap looks like, what the draft pick situation looks like, and you're locked in on Russell Wilson not knowing if you can even revive his career at this point. Uh, it's a great point, and I love it. Uh, I want to follow up on that real quick and just say, I hear all these people saying, They've got Walmart money. They can pay Sean Payton whatever he wants. Sure. But, like, how, where's the line between taking unlimited amounts of money and taking a job where you don't think you can succeed? Yeah, that's exactly it. And, and he's going to have his options. I mean, what if the Chargers opens up? That, that to me, is a, a way better option than, than the Broncos would be. What if the Cowboys opens up? That's always been his dream job forever. And, and it's possible, look, the Cowboys could go – Say they play Carolina. They they have to go on the road and do that. If you lose in the wild card round, 
does Jerry Jones come back and say, look, you know, Mike McCarthy at some point has got to get this done, and he hadn't gotten this done. That, you know, that could even be a possibility depending on how things play out for the Cowboys despite the good season that they've had. So there are going to be plenty of jobs open, and I think he's going to have opportunities, and I think he's going to get to make the call about where he ends up. It's the same thing with Arizona. If that job opens up, do you want to go and be in Arizona with the way things are and knowing that you've got Kyler Murray? I don't know how he feels about Kyler Murray, and he may not want Kyler Murray, but Sean Payne's going to have options, and he's going to get to pick the place he goes. And you know what? If he doesn't like any of those places, he can just sit on another year and wait till another job comes open that he really likes. And, oh, by the way, they do have to work out a deal with the Saints to get up some draft picks to get it. Speaking with Shereen Williams, Hall of Fame writer, covers the Cowboys and the NFL on a national scene. Um, You touched on it a minute there uh, a bit um, in in terms of talking about Dallas, talking about the Los Angeles Chargers. At this point, two weeks left in the season, who else is in trouble? Well, I do think we talk about the the Cardinals a little bit with with Kingsbury. Every time you see him on the sideline, he just doesn't look like he's having a lot of fun. And I know know what their record is, 4-11. It's not a lot of fun losing. But even some coaches who have losing records look like that they're, you know, in it. And really, to me, he just looks like totally separated from that team. And let's just get this over with. Uh, over with. That's what it looks like to me from afar. So I'm going to be very surprised if Cliff Kingsbury returns to the Cardinals uh, after this season. But I certainly think that's a job you look at. Do the Texans change coaches yet again? Third year in a row. Willie, you and I talked about this a few weeks ago uh, on the Saturday show. Do the Texans do this three years in a row, change a head coach? But you know what? D'Amico Ryan is sitting out there as a possibility, and they had him um, as a player, and he's beloved in Houston. So that, to me, if you're going to change coaches, is a, is a perfect fit for you to go get D'Amico Ryan. And he may not be available after this year. So if you want D'Amico Ryan, you may have to go get him now, whether you want to move on from Lovey Smith or not. But I'll say this about the Texans. They're playing as hard as any one-win, now two-win team has played I've ever seen. And they almost should have beaten the Cowboys. They almost beat the Chiefs. And then they won um, this past weekend. So they're playing as hard as any team in the league. And and they just don't have enough talent right now to get the wins consistently. But I will say that. And I do think Levy Smith deserves another year. But, again, if you want D'Amico Ryans, this might be the year to do it. So we've been talking a lot today about the future of Derek Carr here in Las Vegas, and uh, I know the perspective of a lot of Raiders fans and especially people in Vegas are, okay, next year, 2023, week one, is the Raiders starting quarterback Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Jimmy Garoppolo, <laughs> or who else? From a national perspective, is that is that the thought? Do you think the Raiders can go big game hunting with their quarterback for this offseason? Yeah, you know, I, I do, uh, and, and I think they will. Um, I, I would be surprised if they don't, based on how this year has played out. I mean, we all thought the Raiders were going to be much better than 6-9 and nine at this point. I know I picked them to win the division after the offseason that they had. But I think when you have a Devontae Adams uh, and some of the pieces they have on offense that you really love, Darren Waller, if he can stay healthy, Josh Jacobs, if they can re-sign him or franchise tag, tag him, there's a lot, a lot of talent on that offense. So you're going to have some players say, you know, and, and what Josh McDaniels obviously did with Tom Brady in New England is going to be enticing, I think, uh, for some quarterbacks this offseason. But it has to be a decision 
that the Raiders make, you know, sort of what the Rams did with, with Matthew Stafford, Jared Goff two years ago. They said, look, Goff got us to a Super Bowl. We don't think we can win one with Jared Goff. And that, to me, is where the Raiders are. You've given this guy maybe way more years than he should have had, but he's had plenty of time to get it done, and he's had one playoff appearance for you. That, to me, is not good enough. He's had time. He rebuilt the offense this season. You brought in a new offensive-minded coach. You brought in Devontae Adams. I realize they do, did have some injuries. Darren Waller didn't play most of the years. I get all that. Hunter Riffro has been hurt. I get all that. But at some point, the excuses have to stop, and you have to decide as an organization, we can do better at the quarterback position. But if you can't do better, yeah, you bring Derek Carr back, and that's the thing. That's what the Rams did. The Rams figured out who their quarterback was going to be before they decided to move on from Jared Goff. And I think that's the Raiders are going to have a, to make a quick decision. They're not going to be able to say, hey, we're going to go out and see if we can get Jimmy Garoppolo before we decide what to do with Derek Carr. They don't have that luxury. They've got to make that decision pretty quickly after the season to say, we can do better at quarterback. We're going to go roll the dice on somebody else. Speaking of fledgling AFC quarterbacks, uh, the only time we haven't seen Mac Jones be dirty is when he was trying to tackle, <laughs> tackle Chandler Jones, which was just a horrific attempt. <laughs> this dude is earning a pretty bad reputation. Is the league going to do something about him? Well, they're not going to suspend him, which I, I find kind of surprising considering the pattern, as you pointed out, that he's had in his career so far. Uh, just some dirty, dirty plays. There's at least four of them that, that we can cite that he's had on, on multiple players throughout the league. And at some point, somebody's going to take it into their own hands and take him out if the league doesn't do something about it. So they've got to at least sit him down, find him a bunch of money this week, and say, this has got to stop now. But, yes, he, he's earned that reputation. You know, you think back to the, the Dominican Sues and guys like that who did some dirty things and got that reputation, and you never get that stain off of you. And I think it's on Mac Jones and on him forever. Jareen, uh, real quick, I know you're up against it and you got to get out of here, but real quick, we got to talk about yours and mine, Cowboys, the Eagles. They make a big <laughs> statement. Um, who's the most dangerous team in the NFC, though? Well, I, you have to like the way the 49ers are playing. That defense is so good and playing at such a high level. Obviously, the rookie quarterback concerns you going into the postseason. I think it's 9-27, and 27, if I remember the stat right off the top of my head, that rookie quarterbacks are in the postseason. We know they don't win in the postseason, but this is a really special team. They get Debo Samuel back. Uh, they have Christian McCaffrey, a lot of weapons. You just have to be able to run the ball, get it to some of those weapons, let them make plays, and let the defense stop. And, and so you have to like what they're doing. But the Eagles still, I, they lost the Cowboys, yes, but look at it from their angle. They were in that game till the very end with Gardner Minshew turning it over three times. If you're the Eagles, you're saying, hey, if we had had Jalen Hurts, we win that game. So I, I picked the Eagles before the year started. I still think that the team to beat, I still think that the number one seed, home field advantage, is going to go through Philadelphia because I think they're going to win one of their last two games, which is all they have to do, and then they can rest starters if they get it done this week. So I, I, I'm going to pick, I'm going to stick with the Eagles, my preseason pick, but I do like what the 49ers are doing right now. Great, great stuff as always. We appreciate it. What uh, what, can, what can we expect from you coming up? Well, we got Monday Night Football coming up. It's hard to believe we've got another game this weekend. It seems like it's been a weekend filled with football. we got one more to go, so we'll be on that tonight. Looking forward to it. There you go. Follow up on Twitter, too. NFL Shereen on Twitter. Great stuff as always. We appreciate it. And we are getting ready for Colts Chargers as well. We'll check that game. 
Uh, some of us need career nights from Keenan Allen. Is that possible? Maybe. We'll find out as we uh, continue on with the program and more Raiders talk. What are they going to do at quarterback for this weekend and beyond? Continue uh, from Twin Peaks. Adam Hill, Willie Ramirez, Steve Cofield out. Hughes getting ready uh, to head up to San Jose for the San Jose State and UNLV game, which will be on here later in the week. We'll talk about that and more coming up from Twin Peaks on this Monday.